thank you for your bountiful blessings, your mercy, your grace, your deliverance, and your favor, Father God. Father, I'm asking that you bless us on this Wisdom Wednesday, Father. Father, everybody that's watching right now in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you to restore them, Father God. Restore them, Father God, for everything that they went through today, Father God. Give them healing on their minds, Father God. Give them healing in their bodies, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God. We ask you, Father, that you do what you do, Father God. Have your way, Father, in the name of Jesus. We just want to flow with you, abide by you, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Welcome to Wisdom Wednesday, Mount Moriah, Facebook, friends and family. This evening we're going to be coming from the book of Ecclesiastes. The book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, chapter 10, verse 10. Ecclesiastes, chapter 10, verse 10. And it reads, If the axe is dull, and one does not sharpen the edge, then he must use more strength, but wisdom brings success. I'm going to read that again. If the axe is dull, and one does not sharpen the edge, then he must use more strength, but wisdom brings success. Now we all know what wisdom is. Wisdom is applying God's word to your life. Applying, that means applying means I, I apply the, the, the decrees, I apply the principles of God on my life which leads to wisdom. But if I just read the word of God and don't apply it, all it is is knowledge. That's all it is, is knowledge. But when we turn knowledge into wisdom is when we apply it to our life. It says here, if the axe is dull, I'm going to explain why, why, why is the axe even dull? Why is the axe dull? Because we know when we obtain an axe, or something sharp, even a, a, a knife, it becomes dull by continuous use. It becomes dull by continuous use. Just like a chef, a chef has expensive knives, but when they're in continuous use, they become dull. Does the chef throw those knives away? No, he doesn't. What he does, he sharpens them. He sharpens the knife because he paid he paid an expensive price for those knives. We have to all remember that we are instruments in God's hands, and sometimes the instrument gets dull. Why does it get dull? It gets dull over continuous usage. Now, how do we sharpen? The knife. How do we sharpen the axe hammer? The word tells us in Proverbs 21, 27, and 17, iron sharpens iron. So therefore, we have to find another piece of material that's just as hard and just hold just as much strength as the material that we have, and we have to rub them together, causing friction so it can be sharpened. 
the axe head is dull. Things in the body of Christ, the axe head is dull. The things we used to try to do in the body of Christ, we used to swing and the axe used to cut into the tree. But right now the axe is dull. We are swinging the axe with all the strength that we have. But it's not doing the work that it's supposed to do. It's not cutting the way it's supposed to cut. We're swinging harder and harder. But it's not cutting into the wood. All we're doing is hitting it. Instead of cutting it, we're causing an indication to where we just, the tree is just pressing in. The tree is just pressing in. But we're no longer cutting at it anymore. So the axe almost in existence comes to be a hammer. We have to understand that when we're doing a particular job, we must have the right equipment. If we don't have the right equipment or the, the equipment malfunctions, we have to check that equipment out. But I ask you today, we have the axe, but did we even check the axe head to see if the blade is sharp? Did we even check the axe head when we swinging at the tree? Because we know what an axe is supposed to do. The axe is supposed to chop down anything it hits. It's supposed to cut through anything it hits. But we, we, when we see it's not cutting, we're still swinging. But when are we going to take the time and look and turn the axe around and see the blade is gone? The blade is gone. It's the same for us in the, in the body of Christ. It happens. Once we start out, we start out, we're sharp. We're sharp as surgical steel when we, when we first start out. But after life happens and, and battles happen and things happen in our life, that blade begins to dull. And some of us have become dull and don't even realize that we're dull. We don't even realize that we're dull because we didn't take the time to check, to see if we were sharp. But the thing about it is, how do we sharpen the blade? Some would say that are watching, we sharpen the blade with the word of God. That is true. But what God does, God sends people in your life to sharpen you. God sends people in your life to sharpen you. And I'm asking you this evening, who's sharpening you? Who's sharpening you? What individual has the Lord brought into your life that sharpens you and tells you that you're getting a little dull? You need to sharpen up. Who's telling you when you're going on the wrong path? Who's telling you when you're slipping up? Who's telling you that you're not as sharp as you used to be? Not because they have something against you, it's because they love you and they know your purpose and they know how, how, how blessed you are and they know how gifted you are in Christ and they know what the Lord placed on your life. It's not to tell you now. You see, that's when the, the iron sharpens. The iron, the friction, the friction. Sometimes you got to tell that, that person that 
you could have did a little bit better. You could have studied that word a little bit more. Your preaching is not as strong as it used to be. What's going on? Uh, have you been fasting? Have you been praying? What, what's going on? Do I need to sit and pray with you? Do we need to study together? Do What do we need to do together to be able to sharpen each other? Now, there, there are two kinds, kinds of relationships to where it's just one doing the sharpening. But the other is not received. It's time to get rid of parasitic relationships. It's time to get rid of parasitic relationships. Now, what I mean by a parasitic relationship that says that I, I'm giving everything, but I'm not receiving nothing. I'm pouring out to you, but I'm receiving nothing. When I need you, you're nowhere to be found. When I need a word, you're nowhere to be found. It's time, people of God, to get rid of parasitic relationships. We should be, every time we should talk, how you know that you're in the right relationship, in the right relationship with your brother and sister in Christ, is if y'all talk and, and, and y'all gifts, you get stirred up. You get stirred up in the spirit after you get off the phone. You're stirring up each other. That's how you know when it's the right relationship. When you get off the phone and both of y'all are stirred up with the Holy Spirit. Y'all giving each other life. But if I got to get off the phone with you and after I stop talking to you, I feel worse than when I just talked to you. We got to get rid of those succubus spirits. Those spirits that, that latch on to us. And try to suck us dry of our anointing. We have to get rid of those people. Because when that sucker with spirit latches on to you, it's pulling your anointing from you. And they leaving strong, but you getting weaker and weaker. We have to be mindful of the people that draw close to us. Everybody is not for us. That doesn't stop me from loving you. Yeah, I love you. But what you're carrying is not good for me. I love you. I will pray for you. But what you're carrying is not good for me. And it says, and one does not sharpen the edge. Can we be correct? Can we be given constructive criticism? That's a hard thing. Constructive criticism. When you think you're doing something to the best of your ability, but it's really not. Because you've done better. The kingdom of God is about excellence. The kingdom of God is about excellence. We have to understand how to function in the kingdom of God. We have to sharpen each other. We have to understand that sometimes our acts gets dull. That's just true life. That's through the battles that we had to fight. That's through the struggles we had to come through. But it's our obligation to keep our acts head sharp. Nine times out of ten you feel when something is not like it used to be. Nine times out of ten, you feel when you preach, the anointing 
that you used to have is not the same. You know when you preach, when the Holy Spirit doesn't stir up the congregation like it used to. You know when something goes on. You know when you're teaching and you're not captivating the audience the way you used to. You know when you used to prophesy and give a direct word to somebody in direction in life and you was on target. Now you're missing it. You know. But the thing about it is, even though we know, are we going to take the initiative to find out what's going on with us? Are we going to ask God to send us somebody to direct us and, and send us somebody that you can partner with? If you look in the Bible, we look at King David. Even before he was a king, he had Jonathan. Where would David, before he became king, under King Saul, where would David be without Jonathan? David was in despair, but it was Jonathan, Jonathan that kept David sharp. Where would Paul be without Silas? When he was in a jail cell. One pray, one saint. How can two walk together if they're not in agreement? This is the reason why Jesus sent them out two by two. Because if I'm getting a little dull out there, because I'm tired and worn out, I got my brother to sharpen me. I got my brother or my sister to be able to sharpen me and tell me, step back, you get a little rest, I got this one. But the body of Christ as a whole, are we chopping at the tree and knowing our axe is gone? Are we chopping at the tree? Our prayers when we used to pray, used to get through. But now our prayers, when we pray, we, we pray until we almost falling out before we get an answer. Is our axe head gone? Why well, say right now in the name of Jesus? Lord, our axe head is gone. We ask in Father God for you to sharpen us. We desire to be sharpened so we can be the tool that you have us to be. Because we are just instruments in your hands. Sharpen us, Father God. Sharpen our age. Sharpen us to where we can cut down any opposition in our lives. Sharpen us to where we can remove any restriction. Sharpen us that we can cut any roadblocks down. Sharpen us, Father God. Sharpen us. Then it also says, then one does not sharpen the edge, then he must use more strength. But wisdom, wisdom brings success. I'm going to tell you this. The kind of conversation you have determines what level that you are on. I'm going to say it again. The conversations, conversations that you have determines what level you are on. So 
if I'm speaking one thing, if I'm speaking something, it comes from the heart. Because what comes through the mouth is from the heart. So if it comes through the heart, the thought processes goes that this is the way I think. This is the level that I'm on that I'm thinking. And the word says, as a man thinketh, so it shall be. So every conversation that I have coming out of my mouth, that's the attraction or the things I bring to me. For example, if I'm constantly talking about I don't have, and I'm constantly talking about lack, and I'm constantly talking about and I'm complaining about this and that, which I, this, which I despise the most, I'm going to bring to myself. That's what complaining gets you. That's what complaining gets you. What I complain about the most, that's what I draw to me. As a man thinking, so it shall be. When you think something, and then you let it loose in the atmosphere, we have to understand we create us under Christ. We draw whatever we speak to us. So that's what complaining gets you. It says in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 12, he said, The words of a wise man's mouth are gracious, but the lips of a fool shall swallow him up. I'm going to read that again. The words of a wise man's mouth are gracious, but the lips of a fool shall swallow him up. Why they have fool up in here? Is because you're talking foolishly. And your foolish talk is going to swallow you up. You're talking foolishly. You're talking foolishness. So your foolish talk is going to swallow you up. People of God, now is not the time to have foolish talk. Now is not the time. When the Lord is taking us through a season, the season that he's taking us through, we don't have time for foolish talk. We have to be advancing instead of maintaining. We have to be advance, advancing instead of maintaining. Advancing means we got to understand the kingdom of God is progressive. The kingdom of God is always supposed to be moving forward. And our obligation as the body of Christ, the Bible says, let his will be done on earth as it already is in heaven. So as the body of Christ, we are bringing the pro progressive kingdom of God to earth and we're moving forward. The kingdom of God is not a kingdom of maintenance. It's a kingdom of advancement. Even in our lives. In our lives, are we trying to advance or are we just maintain? Think about it. In our lives, are we just trying to break even or are we trying to advance? Advancement doesn't always mean physical. Advancement means I can research, I can stretch myself, I can expand my mind, I can do things to, 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 uh, to, to, to uh, educate myself. Are you advancing or are you just maintaining? Because the world is constantly moving forward. The Bible says that the children of this world are wiser than the children of God. How is that? The enemy is steadily advancing, but the body of Christ wants to maintain. The world is steadily advancing.
missing, but the kingdom of God wants to maintain. They're using biblical principles to move forward. Hospitality. Uh, moving forward. When they got it from the kingdom of God, in our principles, in our... But yet we're not using what we inherited, what belongs to us, but yet they're strong-arming us to move forward. They're taking what we have to move forward on they, uh, uh, what they're trying to do, which is nothing with the kingdom of God. We have everything we have. We have all the tools that we need, but we're just not using. Oh, we're not using our tools appropriately. Because if I see something or a tree, I'm pulling out a hammer instead of a saw or an axe. We have the tools, but we have to appropriate the tools in the right position and use them appropriately. I'm going to ask you again. People of God, who's sharpening you? Who's sharpening you? This is a time for self-evaluation. To self-evaluate your life. If I didn't learn anything else about being in quarantine, it was self-analyzing my situation, self-analyzing why I am, self-analyzing what I can do better, and self-analyzing what I can get rid of. Because nobody going to do it but us. We want to say that we have, by the power of God, we have authority. But the Lord has given us spiritual authority over our life. He has given it to us. He's given us spiritual authority. We humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. But it's for us to read his word. It's for us to apply his word to our life, which is wisdom. That was our job to do. Jesus died for us. He came and told us he had all power in his hand. All power and authority. The authority is means that I'm going to give the power whomever I please. But he's given us body of Christ everything we need. So are we going to use it? Are we going to get with those people who are going to sharpen us? Sharpen our axe here? Are we going to look at ourselves in the mirror and ask ourselves, is our blade dog? Do we need to be sharpened? Are we going to ask those difficult questions? It's not about somebody else asking us. It's about us asking ourselves. Let us pray. Thank you, Father God, for your bountiful blessings. Gracious and eternal, Father, I'm asking that you sharpen us. We desire to be sharpened, Father God. Father God, we remove false brethren, false sisters from our life in the name of Jesus. We remove them right now in the name of Jesus. Father, if they don't mean us any good, Father God, we ask them that they be removed from our life in the name of Jesus, Father God, and place the ordained relationship that you have for us in our life, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Father God, we want to be all we can be in you, Father. Father, we're going to study your word. 
We're going to sharpen our axe handle, Father God, so we can cut through every opposition that comes against us to fulfill your mission in the kingdom of God, Father. We're going to cut down every restriction. We're going to cut down every stronghold. We're going to cut down every demon. We're going to cut down every, every principality in the name of Jesus. Because we're going to sharpen ourselves, Father. Father God, we're going to get together as the body of Christ. And we're going to sharpen each other and be sharpened like we ought to be, Father. Father, thank you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for giving us, Father God, the authority to trample over serpents and scorpions. Jesus, is by your power. It's by your blood. It's by your blood that we have victory. It's by your word that we have victory, Father God. And we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. In Christ Jesus' mighty name, amen. Okay.